Saubona, Hauset, Molo, Jumbo, and welcome to the Every Nation podcast. We hope this message will inspire you and draw you closer to Christ. Enjoy. All right. Uh, good morning, church. Well done for making it. Uh, yeah, for those who do not know me, my name is Sonwabise Mtwa, but I'm known as Sobs. So let's stick to Sobs. Is that okay? The Sobs has a Z at the end. So, to no S, so yeah, it is well. Amen. Cool. Now, let's start. So, I'm going to, before we start, uh, I'm going to need some volunteers. Hello, Brent. Hello, Brent. Um, it's good to see you. Uh, I need some volunteers. Okay. Yes, Brent, please come. Uh, I want to try what Pastor Wayne tried the other time, but without a red couch. Okay. Can I get another volunteer, please? Yes, please. Yes, please. You can come. Yes. Uh, and then, uh, Dr. can you please join us, Dr. Ntebi? Can you please come up, come up my friend? I'm going to pay for this. Can you please look this side? Okay, and then Ntebi is going to sit here. Amen. 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 Cool. Now, last week, I, wa- I want you to keep watching them, and then you two, you just keep watching me, okay? All right. So last week, we spoke about adoption to sonship. Adoption, you were, you were once an orphan, and now the father came, sent his son, and now you have a father, right? Now, next to the father, Jesus was sitting next to the father on the right-hand side of the father. Okay, and then T, you were then adopted. Now, you have to imagine, ignore the gender party, okay? Now, you were adopted. When, when you were adopted, you then became a core heir with bread, Jesus. That means whatever Jesus has access to, you have access to. Whatever he knows, you have access to know that. Now, he then says, because he's an amazing father, God, he says, whatever you ask in his name, it will be done for you. So you are brought into this beautiful family, and you come in there, and you have all this access. And then your father, God, he then says, everything I have is yours. Hallelujah. Now, this is the adoption we've been brought into. Now, the mistake we do, the mistake we do, like any other child, I think, I guess, is we get into this relationship, and then we quickly run without getting to know who your father without getting to know who your brother. As a result now, you walk, you call yourself a Christian, and then when you have to do what Christians do, when you have to speak healing, when you have to address injustice, you're like, I'm scared, I'm afraid. And purely because you did not allow yourself enough time to get to know who this guy is, God is. Because if you know God, you will then realize that this is the same God who caused the Red Sea to open. This is the same God who created heaven and earth. Now, this is your father we're talking about. This is your Abba Father. This is the father you are praying to. Okay, not Alona's father, not uh, Josh, Josh, whatever's father, but we're talking God. This is the same God who made you in his image. So he knows everything from start to finish. He knows everything. He's your Google. He's everything you need is here. Hallelujah. 
So now that we are adopted, this week we had an assignment, all of us, that let's start praying and using the word, my father, I come before you this morning. There is nothing wrong, of course, with other names, but we need to tune ourselves to this word, my father, because for me, I believe there's something powerful when you say, my father. There's a different scenario when you are saying Jehovah Jireh. There's a different scenario when you are saying Jehovah Nis. There's a different scenario when you call all the other names. But when you say my father, it hits home. It becomes personal. Then you get to know your father. Then you meet Jesus. He's your big brother. And he then says to you, I am one with you and you are one with me. That means the water I tend to wine, also you can but we shouldn't try that now, okay? <laughs> but, so Jesus says, the miracles I've performed, also you can do. The people that I've healed, also you can do. Yeah. But now, while he's still talking, you go and run to the world. Rushing for work, rushing for school, rushing to find a job, and you're like, ah, what if I don't get employed? What if they don't like me? What if I don't get this business? and then you are afraid. Then you go back, fortunately you go back. You come and sit here, and you're like, Lord, where were you? Then the more you get to know Jesus, the more you prosper. The more you get to know your Father, the more you prosper. Amen. Amen. Let's give them a hand. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Come on. Thank you. So, Luke 15, 31 then says, my son, the father said, you are always with me. Everything I have is yours. Amen. Amen. You, for us, church, the title of today's message is Shifting from Fear to Faith. Hallelujah. Now, we could spend two to three hours just talking about fear and faith on the last two hours, but I'd like you to bear with me today. I'm going to try and summarize it. Okay, so please do follow me. Now, for us to be able to shift from fear to faith, we have got to allow ourselves to get to know the Father. Because if you do not know your Father, who are you calling yourself? Yeah, you know, church is gone. When you are out there. Like I would go, I... Uh, if I would bring in my clan name, and so forth, and already something comes inside of me because I know who I am and I know my father's heritage. Now here you are adopted in the kingdom of God. Now because you've allowed yourself to know the father, when you introduce yourself, when you stand out there, I am the son of the living God, a brother to Jesus. That is who I am. I am made in the image of God. I am the salt and light of the world. Then you find strength from there. Hallelujah. So we've got to know the Father. We have to know our brother Jesus. Also, thanks, Gekka. You can hold on there, my champ. You can hold on. Leave it. Thank you. Okay, so you have got to know your home. Now, imagine you are adopted. You have been staying in another place. Now you are in this new home, and Jesus is there. This is your home. Now, like any other adopted child, you've got to explore. Hey, Dad, what do we have here? Oh, that's your kitchen. Okay. 
All right, where am I sleeping? I'm sleeping there. Oh, okay. Oh, these are dogs. Ah, I love your dogs, you know. But you've got to know, you have to get to know your home. Are you following, with, following me, church? You've got to. So now the question is, do we know our home? Do we know where the angels are sitting? Do we know where God keeps uh, his riches? Do we know the mysteries within this home? We get to this home. Once we're in this home, we also have to get to know our siblings. You've got siblings. You've got Wayne is there. Tandile is there. Murunwa is there. I'm there. Hallelujah. So you have to allow yourself to get to know who? Your new siblings. Knowing Jesus. So that is why earlier when Pastor Wayne was speaking, he was speaking about the issue of isolation. Because isolation is not in this family. We are called into a family of everyone is there, a diverse family. So you've got to get to know your family. And if you do not allow yourself to get to know your new home, when trials and tribulations come, fear will say, hey now, how are you doing? And you might respond to that. And we've got to shift from fear to faith. Jesus says, God says, everything I have is yours. Hallelujah. So now you have this father that you know about, and yet sometimes you are afraid to tell your spouse that he or she was wrong. Sometimes you are afraid to tell your spouse that he or she, you know what, baby, you were right. Sometimes you are afraid. That's just a small fear that creeps in. Sometimes you are afraid of complimenting the other gender, small, because they might think, <laughs> but you don't do that. Are you muting me now? Okay, <laughs> please don't mute me. Okay, sometimes you are afraid of greeting. Sometimes you are afraid of addressing injustice because you might lose your job. Sometimes you are afraid of addressing a specific subject because fear will break loose. And I wonder why do we do that? Why are we so afraid to address issues and allow fear to lead us? So as we go on today for the next two hours, I'd like for you to brace yourselves as we unpack how to make sure we shift from that fear to faith. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for your word, that your word, Lord, it brings life, it brings healing, it brings conviction, it brings peace that surpasses all understanding. As we dive into your word, Lord, Lord right now, we pray, King of Kings, that you reveal it to us in the name of Jesus. Amen. So the fears we face, church, I will not dwell more on them because we know about them. We have fears of addressing injustice. We have fears of, we have fears of being heartbroken. What if they break my heart? We have fears of failure. So as a result, you will not start. We have fears of rejection. We have fears of being wrong. What if I'm wrong? No, let me not do it. We have fears of being unemployed. That the rates are increasing now, I'm still not employed. What happens? Fear consumes. We have fears of getting new employment. We have fears of moving from that job to that job. 
were fears of even starting the job. I've been out of the market for a while. Will I cope? Will I make it? Fear leads us. We have fears of people. We have fear of losing, fear of loss. We have fears of getting married to the wrong partner. So now what happens is this fear, they become our decision maker. That because you are afraid, you will not do this. That's the problem. So instead of facing these fears, we allow them to shape us. What if I don't get healed this time? What if I'm wrong with this prophetic gift? What if I'm wrong with this word of knowledge? As a result, we don't step out into the place where God has called us into, we shrink back. And this is the fear I'm talking about. I'm talking about the fear that causes us not to leave the peoples that we have been called to leave, church. Now, you are an orphan. An orphan, like any other home, probably few homes, you were raised to believe that engineers, you should be an engineer, you should be a doctor, you should be that, all these fancy, nice professions. No, 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 I love music. No, 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 you will be this. So you are forced to do math and physics. Fortunately, you get, you pass, you know, and then you get adopted now to this new home. This new home, your father then says, I have called you to be a musician. I have called you to be in music. I formed you in your mother's womb, so I know you. Now you've got this conflict of interest that you are a doctor here and God is saying something else here. Your parents raised you this way, but God is saying this is how I made you. And now you are caught in between. You have to choose, Lord, this is how you raised me, only to find you were supposed to be a musician. Then, then the father reveals his purpose for you. Then he says, now go. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I need us to pursue the reason I called you on earth. I will cause how you were raised to work for your good. I'm not saying resign. I'm not saying don't, 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 whatever. I, he might say so, but I'm going to cause whatever path you had taken to work for your good. Then we become afraid. So the fear I'm talking about church is the fear that stops us from being fruitful. It's the fear that stops us from leaving the purpose that God has called us to live. There's a quote, unknown author. It says, fear does not stop death. It stops life. Now, can we imagine if the sentiments, the big bro did not start? Can you imagine if they had fears that what if we will not have time to run the church? What if we don't have time to look after our family? What if, what if people in church think that most likely they would not have started? And now today we are talking about Juice Bros that is now a franchise. We're talking Cape Town, we're talking Joburg, we're talking Palito. Yet this thing started here. And they still have time to run the church. Hallelujah. Second Timothy says, so where is this fear coming from? Second Timothy says, next slide. It says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. So the fear that you have, it's not coming from God. 
It's not coming from God. But now, Timothy says here, the spirit of fear, it's, it's, it's not from God. Now, I want us to see another version, which I'd like us to read together. Is it up there? This is your version. Okay. Please, let's re- read with me. For, for my father has not given me a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. So this is your father. That's what you have been given when you were sitting here. You have been given power of love, of, uh, you have been given basic spirit of power, love, and self-discipline. Other versions even say sound mind. This is the same father in the Bible who introduces himself in Numbers 23, verse 19, where he says, Bread, I am not a human that I should lie. Not a human being that I should change my mind. Do I speak and not act? Do I promise and not fulfill? So why are you afraid? Do you know who I am? Have you allowed yourself to get to know me? We see the same thing. God establishes trust between us and him. Isaiah 55, 11 says, So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Hallelujah. He establishes trust again. Deuteronomy 31 verse 8. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Why are we afraid? And my conclusion for me was, I don't think we've allowed ourselves to get to know the Father as much as we should. I don't think we've allowed ourselves to get to know who Jesus really is. And by the time we're done today, I am going to share how we can do that together. Because once you know your Father, I'm telling you, even if they send you that email, we are pleased, we are, don't, 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 we regret to inform you. All you will say, it is still well. Because Jesus is still Lord. Hallelujah. When they send you that email that, no, we have chosen another partner, we will not be able to partner with you in your business. You'll be like, oh, Father, you've got this, eh? And he'll be like, yes, I've got it. Because you know your Father. You will not fear that what will my kids eat tomorrow. You will not fear that what will I eat tomorrow. There's a friend of mine in Umtata. She used to stay in PE. And eventually, she's not finding a job anyway. So she relocates to Umtata. Now, Umtata is a place only I want to be there, but no one wants to be there. Hallelujah. So, so this lady here is like, I'm not going to Umtata, but eventually circumstances force him Eventually, she goes to Mtata. She finds a job in Mtata, praise the good Lord. But she stays there for five years. And five years later, I'm like, hey, Sissy, you are glowing. Um, How have you survived this place? 
you know, and this is what she said to me. So she says to me, Sobs, if I had not come to Mtata, I would not have known my mother. Now, let me give you background there. She was raised in a boarding school all her life. Finished varsity, can't find a job, she goes home, finds a job home. Five years later, she has a relationship with her mother. Hallelujah. There are things that the father will do for your end purpose. Now she says to me, Sobs, had I not known my mother, I don't know how I would have raised my kids. I don't know what type of a wife I would have been. This, me coming here, has filled a space in me which I did not know was there. Church, I want to say this morning, the Father knows us. He knows us. And we are here this morning to rebuke the spirit of fear. It will come, but this morning, I want you to identify that fear, you are not my portion. I will stand on what my Father said. And that is why we are here this morning. Rains are going to come. You might get that letter that says you are the last batch. But today, we must know and not forget who our Father is. Hallelujah. We must know who Jesus is. We are called to be fruitful. Say fruitful. We are called to increase in number. Say increase. We are called to fill the earth. Say, fill the earth. We are called to subdue the earth. Say, subdue. We are called to rule. Say, rule. We are called to work in the world. Say, work. And the last one. We are called to cultivate it. Say, cultivate. And that is the main reason we're here. We see this in Genesis chapter 1, the intention of God for men. So may we not allow fear to stop us from being fruitful. May we not allow fear to stop us from filling the earth. This fill the earth, it could mean as literally being in that office and being fruitful and filling that entire space with the word of God through your actions. This fruitfulness could literally mean you progressing so well at work or in your business or at school because you are called to be fruitful. It's who you are. But you are afraid, what will people think? We rebuke that fear today in the mighty name of Jesus. We will not have Christians who are afraid of the work of the enemy anymore in the name of Jesus. We are not children of fear, but we are children of the living God. Hallelujah. We must shift from fear to faith. So while we are here on earth, church, we have a purpose to fulfill. I don't know where you are with your purpose, but I'm here to tell you we have a purpose to fulfill. And one of the questions we need to ask ourselves is, Father, what is my purpose? Can we ask those bold questions? That, Father, what is my purpose? I can see, yeah, yeah I am. Just because you are flourishing there, it doesn't mean that's your purpose. Just because you are having challenges there, it doesn't mean it's not your purpose. But we need to bring ourselves to ask the Father that, Father, what is my purpose? So that you are able to live it to its full completion. Matthew 7, 24, 25 says, this is Jesus speaking here. So Jesus says, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine, now this is Jesus talking, 
talking to us and puts them into practice. Is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the stream rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house. Yet, say yet, it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. Bazalwane, the rain is going to come. We know this very well. It has come many times. And praise God that we are still standing. It's still going to come. Last week, preparing for the message for last Sunday, the rain on my life, it came through my family. And it, it, rain distracts. You know, rain, probably some are not at church, they're at home, high at home because of the rain. So the rain distracts. So rain came last week in a different form in my life, but because we know who the Father is, we were able to show up on Sunday. Now, this week, the stream started rosing this week. It comes in a different form that, oh, the enemy is like, oh, you figured this out. Okay, let me come in this side. Ah, oh, man, he's figured this one out. Okay, let me get... Let me get the boy or the son, the daughter, to irritate the hell out of him or her. Ah, he's winning here. Let me show some stats of unemployment. My point is, the enemy is going to throw everything at us. And Jesus here is saying, when those come, you must know that you will not fall. Not only does this blow but it also beats against. So you have to imagine this storm that you are inside and it's beating against you, and at this time, you are about to fall. It's like you might fall, but you are not going to fall. Because why? You heard the word that Jesus spoke, and you put it into practice, and now even these things happen, hallelujah, you are still standing by the grace of the living God. Not because you are wiser, not because you run 20 kilometers, hallelujah, praise God, you're 21 kilometers, but because of the grace of God, you are still standing. You did nothing to stand. All you did was to hear the word, you do the word. When these things come, they can't touch you. Hallelujah. The next verse then says, John 16, 33. So Jesus is preparing us here. The big brother is preparing us here. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Say peace. In this world you will have trouble. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We will not be trouble free. I'm looking for this line now this guy said. Storm proof, storm free. We will not be free from the storm, but we will have proof. The storm will do nothing to us. But, say but. No, no, say with that thing. But. Yeah, now, now, now. If you have not allowed this to happen, when the storm comes, it's going to take you down. And that's the truth of it. And that is why Jesus is preparing us here. He's saying, it's going to come. Prepare yourself. I have given you everything you need to do. So that when it comes, you are not starting to build now. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord, oh, in the name of Jesus. By then, you will fall. But, again, we serve a faithful God 
who said he will never leave us nor forsake us. But we will bear the consequences of folly. But then again, he is a God whose hand is not too far to reach us. But we would still come up and have felt the pain. Because that's God. He does not force himself on us. So now I'm going to share, church, practical steps that I'd like to encourage you to please do. Now, these are very practical. Uh, wait, A.V., before you go there. These are very practical. These are not your believe, pray type of steps. It's steps that many of us here know very well that they have changed our lives. So as I share them, I ask that you receive them well and you put them into practice. This is what Aristotle says. He who has overcome his fears will truly be free. Say free. Now, here are the six steps that I'm going to share. It's something you know. But this morning, I believe that the Lord has pressed it in our hearts to emphasize it. What Wayne said earlier, he didn't know this message. So I believe that God is speaking to us today particularly in this area. The first one is we need to get connected. We have got to get connected. We have to get connected, church. We have, we have over 90 people in this church who are not in a connect group. Now, if you are not connected, you will not know what God is doing in other people's lives. Those who attend connect groups so well they know that they get to hear a, another person's testimony. And you're like, he did that for you? They're like, yeah, he did. And so he can do it for you. Yeah. That's Connect Group. Connect Group says, yo, it's the first time we sing this, but we're going to trust God together. Yeah. Then prayer happens in that Connect Group. That's what happens in a Connect Group. It's a place where you become vulnerable. That, hey, guys... I'm still struggling with this thing in my life. Please pray for me. You get to know your siblings. Oh, you wake up at six. Oh, I actually thought that you always have to wake up at five. No, 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 you can even wake up at six. Jesus is Lord at six. He is Lord at seven. It's okay. As long as before you go, you just pray. Hallelujah. And you're like, oh, okay. Then you start praying at eight o'clock. Hallelujah. I still recommend five though, but anyway... Uh, it depends which connect group you are in. Amen. We have to do BFC, Biblical Foundations course. Here, you will have a deeper understanding of who your father is. Guys, in BFC, we go as far as understanding when was this Bible written, who wrote it, and why they wrote it. We go deeper. So that when you face that fear... You can trust this Bible Wayne was talking about earlier when Wayne was telling this lady that, hey, I've got a Bible because he trusts what is in this Bible. And that is what BFC does to us. It brings us a deeper meaning of what we are called into. We've got to do DMC. DMC, you go deeper than understanding your role. That, okay, fine, I'm working here. What's my role, Father? You get to know your role. You get to know the heart of the Father where you are. 
in business, in school, while you're unemployed, while you're seeking a job, while you're starting your business, you get to know your role in society. You get to know the mission, the father. George, what is happening? So you get to know where your father's heart is when you do DMC. DMC, it's a disciple-making course. Guys, there are lots of things we can do in our church. And this morning, I'm here to invite you to click that link and to do that thing online. It will change your life. Hallelujah. We have to do CMC, Pastor Wayne touched on it. We have to do advanced leadership school so that we are like, oh, Dr. Meiwa and oh, Dr. Ntlibi. Uh, we, we, we take this thing further. We've got to do L215, connect group leaders, ministry leaders, once you've done all of them. And I am sharing these things to you. I know you've heard a lot about them. But I know that once we have this understanding of who God is, once we have this understanding of what God can do in people's lives, fear will never touch us again. Thank you for tuning in. For more messages like these and other resources, you can visit our website at endurban.org. Remember to subscribe to our podcast channel to stay up to date with the latest sermons. Be blessed.